0: Railway Conversations with Doc Frank. Hi, this is Doc Frank. Welcome to my podcast, or welcome back if you are a regular viewer or listener. Today is a special episode, and that's because the podcast is having its first anniversary. The first four episodes of this podcast show were aired on Australia Day last year, on the 26th of January. 2023. And in a couple of days, we will have the first birthday of this podcast. This is something really special because if you look at statistics, you will see that only a minute percentage of podcasts survive the first 10 episodes or anything like that. So we are now at episode 53, which is really a major success. And my intention is definitely to keep going for the foreseeable future. And I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you very much for being a viewer or a listener to the show, because by doing so, you enable the show to go forward and to continue. And if you really want to be my personal hero, then you subscribe and you tell a friend about it, or two or three. Because the more people get to see or hear this podcast, the better it is. It's, I believe, interesting for anybody in the railway industry. And um, I'm pretty sure you know other people in your industry that you can recommend this podcast to. And they will most likely be grateful for that. And having people who are grateful to you is always a positive thing, I believe. Now, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that is quite a trend in the industry that, however, not many people see coming. And this is about the importance of CBTC, communications-based train control, for anybody in the railway, provided that railway is about to introduce CBTC. So why is this such a trend? Why is this so out of the ordinary? Well, that's because previously railway professionals, when they were not working specifically for signaling or on signaling, they normally didn't uh, didn't need to know much about signaling, maybe nothing at all. And it was completely okay for them to not know anything about signaling. But With the transition of the railway from traditional signaling with lights on sticks, with fixed block sections, and with no equipment on the trains or on the locomotives, this will change massively when this railway transitions to CBTC because... This will not just be a change of signaling technology. It will be a change of the underlying operational processes of the railway. Because normally if you introduce CBTC, then you want to improve the performance of the railway. And when the operation of the railway is about to change and about to take a step change to higher capacity and higher performance, that will mean that many more people in the railway organization will be affected by that change and it will help them a lot when they know a thing or two about CBTC. Now to explain this a bit more in thorough, I want you to, I want to play you a presentation that I gave at the CBTC World Summit, a virtual conference in September last year. And the first part of this presentation really explains the fact why CBTC is becoming more relevant for the wider railway industry. Please enjoy this presentation but before that a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Frank. I just wanted to let you know the arguably best CBTC conference that has ever been held, the CBTC World Summit 2023, with 18 speakers from 13 different countries. It was a mega event in September this year. And you now have access to the official recording where you can see all the presentations all the question and answers after the presentations and even the VIP fireside chats that were exclusively for VIP attendees during the conference. But you can have all of this now, lifelong on demand. You can watch it whenever you want from wherever you want and how often you want. Don't miss this opportunity and sign up to the best CBTC conference ever on docfranktraining.podia.com slash CBTC World Summit 2023. I repeat that doc slash World Summit 2023. If you want one recommendation from me on CBTC, that is it. The best content of the year by a mile. Don't miss it. My presentation will be about the transformation of a railway organization to CBTC, especially an organization that comes uh, from an existing legacy signaling system, fixed block signaling system. I think the, the picture of a roller coaster is quite, uh, quite suitable for what I'm about to share, because many railway organizations have severe problems in transforming themselves to a high capacity operation, to something that involves CBTC or some kind of modern train control. Not all CBTC deployments are equal. Uh, You've got basically two different types. Uh, One is Greenfield CBTC. So if you build a completely new railway line, which has CBTC, then often that involves the creation Of a new railway organization as well. Um, Singapore may be an an exception to the rule where you've got two incumbent operators, and if you have um, a greenfield site, then uh, it will go to one of those two operators. But even they may build additional departments, additional divisions or whatsoever. In a brownfield environment where you have an existing railway organization, uh, CBTC introduction really requires this organization to adapt and this is what I want to basically focus on in this presentation. The second question there, the first one, is it a greenfield railway or brownfield railway? We covered this. The second question is where does a railway come from? And that's an important question to understand the the amount or the severity of the challenge of introducing CBTC. A couple of examples here, Hong Kong, for example, used to have a legacy system for automatic train control, which has now become um, aged and outdated and they are replacing this with CBTC. But they already had previous experience with automatic train control, with automatic train operation, things like this. So from a cultural change perspective the the swap to CBTC was probably not that much compared to the second type of railway which used to have a conventional fixed block signaling system before. And now they want to go for something fancier and more sophisticated, such as CBTC. And for them, it's a real big step. And uh, the summary here is that the bigger the difference between the legacy signaling system either a fixed block with uh, signals with lights on sticks or an automatic train control system maybe even with automatic train operation the bigger the difference between the old system and C V T C, the higher the jump and in, in some cases the jump may not be high enough and uh, you're basically dropping the ball as in this example that you can see pictured on the right. Um, so there are two principal issues for a railway organization when it moves up from a fixed block signaling environment. Issue number one is they have a very limited or no understanding of CBTC in their organization because it's something that they have never used. And this applies not just to the signaling department, it applies to the entire railway operation, to the entire organization of the railway. And that's a pretty important to understand Um, because when i I go back to the hong kong example when you have a railway with uh, existing or with previous automatic train operation with previous automated systems then the organization is already kind of familiarized with that whereas when you come from a conventional fixed block signaling system there is no understanding of these modern systems whatsoever in the entire organization the second issue is that in a conventional signaling environment all the signaling has always been done by the signaling department or signaling division or whatever the the there will be one part of the organization of a railway organization which looks after signaling and traditionally they have done everything signaling so, if you look at this uh, signpost there, it is a very, uh, a very suitable representation of of this topic, where the signaling stuff is in one corner, and everything else is in a different corner, and everything signaling goes into one corner, into the corner of the signaling department. So, what about training? To what extent does this solve your problem? Now. The problem is that CBTC is considered a signaling technology, which is certainly correct. But consequently, CBTC training is normally done in the same way as a signaling training has always been done. So that means who is the target audience for traditional signaling training? Now, clearly that's the signaling stuff. You're training signaling people with signaling technology because nobody else in the Ray organization was ever involved in signaling. But the problem is who is not the target audience of a traditional signaling training. And this is all the other people in the Ray organization. Now in the past that was fine because all the signaling knowledge required sat in the signaling department anyway. So if you could train and upskill the signaling department, everything was good. But uh, now when you want to train wider parts of the organization, traditional signaling training probably doesn't quite do the trick. In the next slide here I want to illustrate with a very sophisticated diagram what I call the signaling knowledge gap. So if you have on the on the bottom axis all the different railway departments and on the uh, vertical axis the amount of signaling knowledge, you will see that all the signaling knowledge of almost all of the signaling knowledge is really concentrated in the signaling department. So that's this big blue column there. Whereas for the rest of the railway organization, more or less, give or take there's an average level of signaling ignorance, which means people don't know a lot or anything about signaling. And that was fine in the past because nobody outside the signaling department really needed to know about signaling. And the knowledge gap is really the difference between that dotted gray line, which is the average level of incompetence to the height of the blue column Uh, the better the signaling department, the bigger this knowledge gap is. Now, when you try to address this with traditional signaling training, which means it's a training that's predominantly for the signaling department, what's going to happen is this. So you have the traditional training effect. So that's the violet box on top of the signaling department. So it benefits the signaling department, but it doesn't benefit anybody else because no one else in the RAI organization would understand traditional signaling training you may have had this before, well probably not you because I guess the people in the audience will all be signaling people, but you may have seen it before that some non-signaling person uh, lost themselves in a signaling training and uh, it, it was a thing like, I don't know, being from Mars or so. It went straight over their heads. They didn't understand it and they didn't benefit from it. So what would happen in this scenario is obviously that the signaling ignorance of the rail organization at large remains unchanged but because of the training effect for the signaling department the knowledge gap actually gets bigger and not smaller and this is really not helpful in an environment with CBTC where the wider organization needs to understand those things. So what's an alternative approach? An alternative approach, and this is not meant to be political, is a democratized CBTC training, which basically means a CBTC training that's suitable for everyone. So how this would work is, depicted in this diagram here. So you would have additional knowledge for the signaling people sitting in the signaling department which is important because obviously your your signaling experts in your railway organization they need to understand the new signaling technology. So they need to be trained about CBTC. So you still have a training effect there but at the same time you have also a training effect for all the other parts of the railway organization that previously knew little or nothing about signaling, and that means, I mean, it, it it does look like the absolute signaling gap remains unchanged, but the relative gap actually gets smaller. So, say the the average level of incompetence grows from zero to twenty percent, and the signaling knowledge in a signaling department grows from 100 to 130 percent so they learned more because of their background so they learned 30 percent on top uh, compared to 20 percent of the rest of the organization but rather than comparing 100 to zero you're now comparing 130 to 20. so the relative gap in knowledge becomes smaller and the rest of the organization gets also familiarized with that new CBTC which is not just a new signaling technology it's an enabling technology for a higher performing railway. So what's the trick here? So the the challenge obviously is to have a CBTC training that's usable and, and understandable, not just for signaling people in the signaling department, but for everybody in the entire railway organization. So how do you get this done? The trick is to have a CBTC training for all, or what I previously called the democratized CBTC training. And this kind of training needs to be aimed at non-signaling professionals. If you can make it understandable for non-signaling people, obviously signaling people will understand it as well. It needs to be kept simple so that it's understood by everyone but it must be trivial because if it's trivial then your signaling people will say well, well this is I, I can't learn anything here I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. The teaching must focus on application of the new technology not the details. So the key thing is really to make people understand how it works and not so much uh, what's the software development process or the detailed design testing procedure, something like that. It's really much more in what can this technology do for the railway. The training needs to be focused on real understanding. So not just learning facts and figures by heart, but really understand why things are the way they are with the new technology and it's also important to not just build knowledge like acquired learned knowledge but also confidence and this is very often the case if you have people who never needed to know about signaling who may even thought have thought they are too I don't know, maybe too stupid to understand signaling and and signaling training. And now for the very first time, they are confronted with the most sophisticated signaling technology of all with CBTC. And still they understand it. So that's a huge boost of their confidence, which again will help in having discussions in the office and being involved in the process of adopting CBTC technology. So the question is that all science sounds nice in theory, but does it really work? Now, I happen to have a a case study there for the last nine years where I'm providing CBTC training, which is specifically meant for non-signaling people. But interestingly enough, signaling people understand it as well. They learn a lot of things as well. And even professionals in the field of CBTC have been to the training and have said after the course that they have learned a lot and they only would have wished they had the training earlier. So here's an example of a person who didn't have any signaling knowledge and uh, who didn't have very much railway knowledge either because a person that's completely new to the railway industry uh, did the CBTC training with me and after two weeks gave me feedback and saying the course was a great introduction to the world of CBTC for someone who had prior no background in that field. Now that's the kind of feedback where you say well yeah that's very nice and very polite to say but how much did it really help him? Three months later he sent me another email and that was a real kicker. So what he said in the email was I received an offer to work at I keep the organization secret for privacy reasons. So he got a job on a CBTC project. So his very first assignment in Railways was actually a work on a CBTC project. He is a project manager and he wanted to work on a CBTC project which is in his hometown and he wanted to diversify his career into Railways which is obviously always very welcome for our industry. And then uh, and the next thing he said is I wanted to express how useful your training class was in helping me secure the job. So he gave me some details. He said, well, I sat in the job interview and the people asked me all kinds of uh, questions regarding CBTC understanding. So why would you use CBTC? What it's good for? What is the purpose of it? And so on. And, and based on what I learned in the training, I was able to answer all of those things. And they were quite impressed with me and they offered me the job. So this is just one example and uh, I dare say if it works for someone who hasn't really worked in railways before then it should work even better for somebody with a railway background who is only lacking signaling experience. So Coming to the takeaways, I I hope you don't mind my coffee cup thing. If you followed me on LinkedIn, you know that I'm a bit of a coffee buff and I thought that's a very nice picture for takeaways. Um, Takeaway part one, training is essential. So if you introduce a new technology, it's really, really important to have a structured training program for your organization. The second takeaway is that this training must include non-signaling people. And quite honestly, if I have a look at how the CBTC organizations or the CBTC projects here in Australia operate at the moment where I have a hand insight, they are nowhere near where they need to be in terms of training. So what I find is that very often people inside those organizations, they need to bang the drum. They need to go to their supervisors and said, I need CBTC training. I want the CBTC training in order for them to get it uh, approved and uh, in another organization here in australia working on cbtc uh, i i haven't seen any structured training program whatsoever they they do something basically on the on the basis of a uh, absolute essential base like okay well we we put train drivers onto a train which is now operating with CBTC so surely they need to understand how their new interface looks like and and stuff like that but it's the absolute bare minimum whereas the entire rest of the organization is completely unprepared no idea how they want to do that but I think in the long term that's not a very good idea. And the third takeaway here is that railways that don't have CBTC knowledge outside their signaling department will have a hard time. And uh, if that's a railway that you're working for, then maybe that's a bit of an eye-opener why certain things haven't quite worked the way that you thought they would. Hi, it's Doc Frank here. Real quick, I want to let you know about one of the best CBTC trainings in the world, if not the very best, but you always need to be careful with superlatives. It's the CBTC Kickstarter online course. It consists of 30 video lessons. That's a three with a zero. In total, over 11 hours of training content talking about Everything from the basics of CBTC, current standards the benefits of CBTC, the key functionality of it, the supply industry, application tips and tricks, lessons learned, do's and don'ts, case studies, arguably the most comprehensive training that you can find anywhere on the topic of CBTC. A few additional things that make learning easier for you that you may not find on any other online courses, one of them being an immersion plan that helps guiding you through the training course and progress it in a finite period of time instead of just having it sit there for months and months on end. There is access to an online study group where you can connect with other students who are doing that training course at the time and form learning groups. And after the training, you will not be on your own. There is an alumni community that allows you to ask questions about the course content on an ongoing basis. So it's basically education for life. You can register on my training portal, which is docfranktraining.podia.com slash Kickstarter. Online 2023. I repeat that docfranktrainingpodiacom dash online 2023 Hi Doc Frank again, and congratulations if you really made it all the way to the end. That deserves a reward. If you want to do the CBTC Kickstarter online training that was just shown in the advertisement a second ago you can apply the coupon code PODCAST111 and that gives you a 10% discount, $111 to be precise, as a little gift from me because you made it all the way to the end of this podcast. Thanks again for listening and viewing. Until next time, keep it simple and bye for now. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues about it that's all I want, because that's the service that I'm providing to the industry. And I would like as many people as possible to listen to this podcast and learn something from it. So please share. And until next time, thank you for listening.